Hello, this is Andrew from the Pop Culture Brewers podcast. We're the podcast where we take pieces of pop culture we absolutely love, we do deep dives on them, and then at the end of the episodes, we reveal to you the beers we were inspired to make by it. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and all of the usual suspects. And you're currently listening to Josh and Tyler on the 30 and Nerdy podcast. After you've listened to these guys, why not come check us out and have a pint? Cheers to you, J.D. Nothing like a nice cold cherry Coke on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Um, Sorry for the general uh, entrance for everyone, but uh, this is a follow-up Friday. This is not a regular Wednesdays for the Nerds episode. We told you to come back, follow-up Friday from War of the Witcher, and here you are. Welcome back. Here you sit, listening to our... Our velvety voices again. <laughs> uh, we're Maybe go- I won't have any coughing fits this Yes, time. I hope not. Now I have a bit of a, um, a frog in my throat. Mm. Baby Yoda would love that. Oh. Um, so we can get rid of it for you. The flu has been running rampant through our cast at a chorus line. We have been slowly dropping like flies. There's now six out with flu and strep. But I was like arrogant. And I was like, I... Uh, I don't really get sick. I mean, what, what what that means is I don't get the flu. I do get sinusitis pretty easily. And normally it's this karmatic event after I've said, I don't really get sick. And then all of a sudden, what seems like a couple of days later, apparently I've been rehearsing this week with sinusitis. That's and what you get? Just a buildup of gunk in my chest and my throat and a mild headache. Nothing ridiculous, nothing to worry about. I would not be here with you if I was contagious, um, but it Shoot, does. Brother, I've had it all at this point. But they have. Uh, they told me not to go to rehearsal. That's why we're recording way earlier than we normally do. Yeah. And that's why I sound the way I do. Uh, they told me to get some rest, and I took that as oh, rest from rehearsal. But that means we can record earlier, so that's good. It's always good. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been running rampant, man. I mean, we got six out now with flu and strep. And two or three of them combined yeah. flu and strep. Lots of kids at school at the same sick. time. It's just that time of year. Yeah. Um, stay, stay as we get near February, everybody. flu seems to always pick up, and yeah. Morristown always seems to be feel like ground zero. Yeah. Um, but I feel fine. It's just stuck here in my chest. Well, you look great. Well, thanks. Thank you. I did not expect a compliment like that from you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, I'm here to I'm here to <laughs> lift you up as much as I can. <laughs> so. We are back with um, our second round of discussion of The Witcher. Uh, we started on it Wednesday. We got through nerd news, nerd vocabulary, and we decided, you know, we could make this a two and a half hour episode, or we could make this two parter. Follow up Friday, the first two parter of the year, first follow up Friday of the year. Right. Um, why not at least do it with The Witcher? Everybody's watching it. And I think that it has gotten... We were talking in the cast the other day. It was great that um, 
people are loving The Witcher, but one cast member goes, I love how everyone loves The Witcher now. I've been reading it and playing those games since day one, and now since Henry Cavill is playing The Witcher, everyone's binge-watching it. Like, I know who Geralt is. You don't have to talk to me about The Witcher. Uh, A girl on Facebook that I'm friends with said, I sat through the entire Witcher just to see Henry uh, Cavill naked. (laughs) They wanted him naked. She did. Because in the games, and obviously in the novels, they talk like Geralt walks around naked quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah, there's lots of uh, adult saucy. Yes, uh, yes. I started playing the game three, the one that's on Game Pass, Wild Hunt. Um, Wild Hunt, and it started out like that, very saucy, yes, very adult, very risque, and I was like, "Whoa, here we go, we're in it." I told you. All right, let's let's rock and roll. When do I get to kill stuff? I mean, it's like I didn't come here for Shades of Grey, Geralt. (laughs) I came here to kill demonic monsters. Well, with one comes the other in this world. Yes. What do you think about it so far? I like it. Yeah. It has a uh, Red Dead feel to it. Okay. I never Um, felt that way. The way the engine kind of feels. It feels more Red Dead than it does Oblivion or Skyrim. Okay. Um, I guess I can see that. And it also kind of has an Assassin's Creed feel to it with the running and the parkour-esque moves you can do at times. Um, I love the open-worldness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that as I've gotten old, I have grown to lo- I used to hate those games. Open-world? Yeah, I used to love, like, give me the story, give me an end, give me a beginning. Yeah. Now I'm like, give me more side quests. I want to do the side quests. <laughs> I want to I see more of the world. Open-world games are tough for me because I have a little touch of the OCD. And the ADD. <clears throat> and that. And so it's like I never know where to go next. It's it's like yeah. you know, there's so many different places to go and it stresses me out. I have still to so this many people day, to talk to. Um not completed the main story of Skyrim. Because every time I pick it up, I'm like, You're just playing the main story, Tyler. You're just playing the Ooh, what's over here? I can do this. Oh, I have not done that side quest yet. I still at thirty, it came out in twenty twelve, have not completed the main story. Well, uh this is going to be a shocking revelation, and I think you probably know this. I've never even come close to finishing. You don't like them. I really didn't. Uh, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. I, Which I, I understand. I don't like the combat style in uh, the Elder Scrolls games. First person. First, first person melee. And it does seem. It's very stiff. It I does. Like. I would agree. You After know? playing Witcher now. I got. I get what you've been saying. I need more fluid combat. Altair you know? yeah. type combat. Yeah. Um, it does feel very slow hack and slash. And it's like, you know, one of the most <clears throat> popular games ever. Yeah. People talk about how yeah. it's just such a perfect game and all this, and that, and that's great. Yeah. Uh, it's just not for me. I've, uh, after I downloaded it again, I put on all these mods that just made it easy oh, and dude. fun. And mods are just, the mods are like, like I even, I'm, without playing The Witcher or reading The Witcher, my character has Geralt's armor on from the second game, and I had never played it. Years ago when I was working at GameStop, uh, we were having a party at a friend's house, and they showed me on YouTube (laughs) the the opening uh, scene of, of... the game when you know you're about to get executed and the dragon shows up yeah and someone modded it so that the dragons are like macho man Randy savage so you can hear <laughs> all in the distance you hear yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna get you coming at you yeah, macho madness. and 
I almost peed my pants. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. That was one of the first mods that Skyrim ever. And Dr. Dragon has the boots with the little yeah, strings he's got hanging the strings, off. Yeah. He's got the hat and everything. Oh, it's perfect. It's, it's hilarious. Um, but now after playing Witcher, I see what you meant by it was very slow hack and slash. Um, Elder and now Scrolls, I, that is. Yes, yeah. Elder Scrolls, that is. Um, maybe now with, with games like Assassin's Creed and Witcher blowing up since Skyrim has come out, this uh, new Elder Scrolls game that we're apparently getting, hopefully it'll be more fluid. I hope. Um, but I've enjoyed it. Um, I have finished the first massive monster hunt that you have to do with the griffin. Um, it's pretty cool, though. Yeah, it's pretty I, cool. I mean, I hardly remember um, anything hearing, about it. Hearing him in the show near the end there say that he's going to see Vesemir. He's going to see Vesemir. Yeah. I was like, oh, I know who Vesemir is now. Now I know who right, he's talking right, about. Right. Uh, and after seeing the ge- video game character, I am uh, I'm on board with the Mark, Mark Hamill, Hamill casting. Yeah. I'm definitely on board with it. He would be fantastic as Vesemir. And it'd just be great to get Hamill back on Mark Hamill's just a something. Gym. He really He's is. Just, we don't deserve Mark Hamill. We don't. We really don't. Um, have you downloaded it yet? No. I, no. Probably not. I haven't had um, a lot of gaming time. Yeah. Uh, I, I carved out some time for uh, Fallen Order uh-huh. you know, the last few weeks. And after I finished that, I, I've just sort of been... Waiting for the next big thing you'll carve out for? Yeah. Yeah. Time is very that. limited for... Uh, for, for a, a dad, dad like teacher, me, so. a teacher yeah. dad, yeah. definitely very limited. But hey, enough about us. Why don't Why don't we move on with uh, the Witcher here? So you were you were, you know, you were telling me that. What What are your feelings so far? Okay, so after having watched the whole show twice, yes, unpopular opinion, I think. Um, I liked the show. I enjoyed the show. Uh, but. I wasn't like in love with it. Yeah. I I didn't finish it going, wow, that was so amazing and I can't wait to see season 2 and oh, I'm just crazy about the Witcher, you know. I didn't have the same excitement after this that I had after things like The Umbrella Academy or The Boys or mm-hmm. Mandalorian, which I'm, you know, it's Star Wars, so that's totally yeah. different and, and I'm going to love that no matter what. Yeah. But I feel like there have been things that I've enjoyed a lot more. Do you think it's the timeline back and forth? I feel like I was telling you off air, I'm never someone who enjoys anthology stories that much like each episode or each movie is its own separate story. Mm -hmm. And while The Witcher isn't necessarily that way, it somewhat is. Like, there's an episode where they're hunting a dragon, and then there's little bits of it that connect to the main story. Like, Yennefer and Geralt, you know, see each other again, and there's things here and there. Uh, But it's non-linear. And you don't end an episode going, wow i got to watch the next episode yeah. to see what happens. You know, When you're actually, you're probably like, now I'm going to have to go back and watch that whole episode again just yeah. to see if I'm getting the point. Because more often than not, I'm going, wait a minute, what? Who is this? What year is it? I think just something that was sort of off-putting to me is the fact that they so casually name these kingdoms or these kings and queens or whatever. And I, granted, I think that's just part of fantasy. Fantasy does that. You just have to pick yeah. it up as you go along. And I get that. And it's not that I'm not smart enough to understand The Witcher, because for the most part I do. Uh, I just feel like, I don't know if it's that it just didn't hold my attention so I missed things or what but i know that a lot of people are confused about the timeline no i you're not in the minority with that and there i just wonder like what was that the right move i mean 
I understand like it made it kind of more interesting in the fact that you're like, oh wow, the timelines are crazy, cool. Yeah. But was it worth that? You know, to make everybody kind of confused and figure try, it, try to figure out what's going on. In all honesty, I think they did that. Um, is how many watches have they gotten out of us? Total on the Witcher. Yeah, two a piece. Two a right? piece, and I've started on three. Just to see if I can miss any, if I've missed any details. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm you like, have okay, sure. that's five watch-throughs already. So I wonder if this first season, which we now know they have up to season seven of material they want to use, and right. it's already been renewed for a second. Will they get through all seven? We don't know. That's up to Henry Cavill. That's up to the powers that be. We don't know. But they might come back and be like, we have this absolutely ridiculous watch amount that we've counted up. Look at this. To where someone, that might just be one person like, I've had to watch it five times to understand what's going on. But their numbers are, man, look how many streams we've gotten. Oh, man. Look how many watch throughs one person has. I saw a a graph (laughs) that showed sort of the competition between Mandalorian and Witcher. Yeah. And Mandalorian has been huge. I I feel like I've, maybe this was not a, uh, a real Good one to yeah, Malcolm. Maybe it wasn't totally fair. Yeah, it wasn't fair to go into Witcher after Mandalorian. But it looked like the graph showed the Witcher like astronomically, exponentially more like probably because people are having to watch through it multiple times. Well, I'll tell you, I will to understand. I will not watch it again until season two comes out. Me neither. Yeah, I'm probably going to stop after this. Like I watched one. I watched two for note taking. Like yeah, that was a second too. time for note taking, and I've picked episodes to watch through a third time. Mm-hmm. And after the after we air this, I'm probably like, you know what? I need to give it a break until yeah. season two comes out. I mean, and play the game. I want to get into more Witcher lore too before we dig sure. even deeper into this world, yeah. this continent, basically. Well, and they've also said that season two will be a lot more linear. Yes. So for me, I think that'll help. And I think that they did this. For that very reason, like, okay, we need to explain a lot of backstory. How do we do it without basically doing a whole season of this character's backstory? Like, you know, first three episodes are Geralt's backstory. And then we don't see Geralt until season two. This is Yennefer. This is, you know, instead like this whole bounce back and forth timeline process. Maybe that was just the best way they thought to show the connection yet also show the individual characters. Well, and like I said, it, it did make it interesting and, and different and all that. And, you know, hey, props props to him for that. Cool. I just feel like every time we talk about really complicated timelines or complicated fan theories, mm-hmm. whether it be in, you know, comic book movies, yeah. superheroes, yeah. Uh, or fantasy or anything, the thing that I always say is for a general the average audience, average audience, audience member, member here yeah. someone who isn't as big of a nerd as we are is this gonna you know fly with them are they yeah. gonna understand what's going on and i don't know i mean i haven't talked to a lot of people outside of our circles about what they think about the yeah. Witcher. so um yeah. i'm gonna have to go out and ask people but uh I, I just i don't know i i feel like it was too much you know okay i get that and, and i'm sounding really really critical and that's my only critique, really. Like yeah. the show itself, I thought was 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 great. Like visually, you know, all the the fighting I loved. So exciting! I thought Good the fights. battles were 
amazing. Good the uh, cool performances, monsters. excellent. Oh, the performances were great. Uh, Especially now great. playing the game, meeting Yennefer and Geralt, um, and Dandelion, who is in the show Yaskir. Yaskir. They're great. Mm-hmm. Perfect casting. Fantastic casting. And then you find out that he played these games. Did you see the interview um, on the Witcher tour? No. Uh, there's this interview with uh, one of the many media outlets out there that were interviewing Henry Cavill during this Witcher publicity, publicity tour. <clears throat> and he gave them the choice of, uh, he said, if you had to pick one, which one would you listen to? Which one would you watch over and over? Uh, Harry Potter or Game of Thrones? And Henry Cavill just goes, Rings. Lord of the Rings. I did see that. I was like, I like that. I did see that. That alone, wow. He's a different thought, kind of fantasy. I just thought that was a meme. I didn't no, know. No, it actually came thing. straight from the interview. Interesting. Um, and he played these games. He plays Dungeons and Dragons. Right. He play, He's a muscular nerd. <laughs> Which is very rare to find these days in the wilderness. Well, I mean, um, with the exception of you and I, of course, there's not a lot. There's really not a lot. <clears throat> um, they are, uh, <laughs> they're like the uh, the grand nerd supremes out there, yeah. and uh, they're an enigma, really. But um, he, you know, he bought into the character. You see so many nerd performances that are good. Mm-hmm. Like, RDJ bought in to Tony Stark. Uh, Hugh Jackman bought in to Wolverine. Henry Cavill has bought in to Geralt. Yeah, and I think it's always a good thing when you have fans of the source material yes. who are making the movie yes. or the show or whatever. I Which is why MCU's been so big is because Kevin Feige is a nerd. Yes. He is a fan of that source material. Yeah. Um, John Favreau and the Mandalorian. Yes, Same he thing. is a fan of that source material. Uh, so it's good, you know, we're just really jumping on this Witcher bandwagon. Um, not really a bandwagon, but like the lore of it. Yeah. Like we, we didn't read the books, we didn't really pay attention to the comics. We knew what it was, and we didn't really play heavily the video games like we did maybe Rogue, Rogue One, <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order, okay, yeah. or um, Battlefront, yeah, or the Ultimate Alliance games. Sure. We did not play those as heavily as we had those others, Yeah, but... It seems that he has bought in, is what I'm saying. And, paid off. and it's good, and it's paid off. So I thought that, you know, we'd do a little general talk before we get into this synopsis. Mm-hmm. But, you know, any other things before we jump into this breakdown? or No, I, I think that's it. I've, I've uh, you know, stated my case yes. for my uh, critique for your qualms. of it. Yeah, I guess you could say it's a qualm. I, I don't know. I think it's just me being picky. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Maybe you could say I'm a little bit lazy about it. You know, I I just kind of wanted it all to be there for me. And I'm mm-hmm. just so used to watching things like anything with Star Wars. I already know all that stuff. I know all the lore. I know this is new. most of the history. I know Lord of the Rings like the mm-hmm. back of my hand. Um, Harry Potter, you know, this all these new for us. This is... This is new for me. So it's it may take some, some time. time to... Exactly. Maybe we should get the books, Yeah, some of the comics, mm-hmm. go back and play one, two... And three of the video games, just to kind of get a, uh, a glimpse of what a lot of these Witcher fans have, have dealt with. Well, in 2021, when season two is is uh, Hopefully nearing, by then we have, we have done that. Then we'll be experts. We'll ex- yeah, we'll be experts. So why don't we get through the rest of this synopsis. Let's do it. We're going to continue on with chapter four and go all the way through the finale for this follow-up Friday. 
JD, Dr. Davis, would you like to start with chapter four? I think you should start this one. All right, great. Because it's alliteration. The title is alliteration, you know. I I just like to hear it. Of Banquets, Bastards, and Burials. Chapter four. Source story based on a question of price from The Last Wish and Sword of Destiny from Sword of Destiny. Having served Adrin for three decades, Yennefer escorts Queen Callus of Lyria when they are ambushed by an assassin. The assassin follows them through multiple portals, killing Callus. Although Yennefer escapes with Callus's newborn daughter, the baby dies from a thrown dagger. Geralt accompanies Yaskir, Josh's favorite character, who, you know, don't mean to get on a tangent, but he wasn't in the season finale, not once. Did you notice Didn't that? Didn't even notice. He's not, that character's not in the season there finale. There was just so much going on, I was yeah. distracted by that. He is not. Um, Geralt accompanies Yaskir to the <laughs> betrothal feast of Princess Paeta, Queen Calanthes. Isn't it Paveta? Paveta, sorry. What did I say? Paeta. Calanthe? Calanthe's daughter. Urchion of Elenrald, also named Dooney, interrupts to demand Paveta's hand through the law of surprise, having saved her father years early. Urchion suffers from a curse that transformed him into a hedgehog man-creature. Despite Pavetta's acceptance, Calanthe refuses and a brawl ensues. When Calanthe tries to kill Urchion, Pavetta activates her power, unleashing a maelstrom until Geralt and Mousak, Josh's favorite name, name, (laughs) and Mousak intervene. Wanting her daughter happy, Calanthe marries Dooney and Pavetta, which lifts Dooney's curse. Dooney, thankful for Geralt's aid, insists he take a reward, so Geralt jokingly invokes the law of surprise for something Dooney has but doesn't know yet known. Yes, but Dooney has but doesn't yet know he has. Easy for you to say. Easy for me to say. The crowd then immediately learns Pavetta is pregnant with Dooney's child. In the present... Nelfgar- oh, yes, and now we're back in the present. Yeah. Which is your qualm. <laughs> in the present, Nilfgaard's forces resume their pursuit of Cyrilla with Mausak as their prisoner. Meanwhile, Cyrilla and Dara encounter Queen Ethne. Uh, Queen. Your guess is as good as mine. Queen Ethne. The jungle. Lady. And her dryads in. Brokelon? Brokelon Forest with Cahir and Frangilla track series location. Agreed. So, I'm telling you, these names are almost, they're almost Ridiculous. biblical. Like, you know, like when you're reading that Old Testament of the Bible and like, so-and-so betrothed and so-and-so, father begotten. of so-and-so, begotten of so-and-so, yeah. dog walker of so-and-so. Crazy. It's, it's, it's very high fantasy. So, yeah. um, so a lot in there. Um, I did like this episode overall. Uh, I, I liked the whole banquet scene. Um, yes. I feel like maybe... Okay, here, here's another hot take. People complain about Mandalorian being too short. I would argue that it was just right, and these episodes in The Witcher are too, too long. long. I felt... I would I would agree with you in the aspect of when I was finishing up some notes before coming over. Yeah. I was... I kind of found myself sitting there like, all right, let's just, I got to get to to work, you know, yeah. like I, I've got to get going. I've got to, yeah. you know, um, can we end the episode now? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of those false endings feel um, where it'll black out 
and then we're to it, right. and you're just like, oh, I thought that well, was Well, I found that. myself thinking like, okay, this is definitely going to be the end of the episode, and then yeah. not so much. Yeah. And uh, Game of Thrones, their episodes were, were about this long, sometimes longer, but I think what makes it different is that there were so many different stories going on. Like, we had Jon's story, we had Arya, we had Sansa, whoever, you mm-hmm. know, so many of the different characters who we had already, you know, grown to love and were familiar with, and there was... You know, the, while it was a long episode, the individual stories were just just long enough to keep yeah. your interest. This we're hearing three different stories, but all of them still are stretched out yes. really long in these episodes. So I found myself going, "Okay, let's let's, let's move get on to it. Let's get to Petter Patter." Um, so the assassin and his creature. His creature was very much a uh, like a big cockroach. Um, it's funny. You know, before I downloaded this and before uh, before I got into Jedi Fallen Order, you know, I was playing back through Skyrim. There is a creature in Skyrim that's very familiar to this creature that oh, the assassin had. Similar to it? Very similar to it. And I had the exact same feeling when I first, back in 2012, when I started playing Skyrim and I first encountered this creature in a cave, I paused the game and freaked out. Just by the look of it, the yeah. sheer look of it, the size of it, and the game. Uh, and then when this assassin showed up with this creature that looked like it, I went, oh gosh, like vocally out loud. And my dad's like, what? And I was like, nothing. Yeah, it gave me the Nothing. I was like, too. ooh, it's trilling. Like, and when I turned the subtitles on this time, since you said I turned subtitles on, it says trilling whenever the creature would go trilling. And I was like, I hate that word now. Now I hate that word. Um, Do you hate the, it as much as moist? <laughs> Nope. When the people got <coughs> cut by the big cockroach, maybe they needed a Stop. moist band-aid. Oh, God. Ew. I wanted to leave that in 2019. <laughs> It'll never, ever go Oh, away. God. Um, so, okay, this assassin, was he sent by the king of this place? He was sent, because he was sent by the baby's father. Because the wife wasn't giving him son. Because right? after three times... She had yet to give him a son, mm-hmm. and even uh, even Yennefer says, you know, apparent he's been hired by your king because you've yet to, you failed three times to give him a son. Mm-hmm. And at first, she's like, "No, he wouldn't do that." So I have a question: They spend all this time and energy going through portals and uh, trying to get away from the assassin, and there was a lot of vomiting, which you know I, I love that, uh, not so much really. Yeah. Uh, but in the end, Yennefer makes the the cockroach cut its head off, mm-hmm. and then kind of fights the assassin. Why mm-hmm. didn't she just do that to begin with? Yeah, I didn't understand all the running when she could have just killed the bug. And then, like in the the last episode in the big battle, we see Yennefer do all these crazy things. Yeah, why didn't she just almost, stand and fight? I almost got the feeling that she really didn't care, like. I'll run, was, as, I'll run as long as I can. I'll try to protect it. But then when she realized after the third portal, this guy can follow me. Almost like, I don't think I can outrun him. That's more of a reason to kill him, right? Yeah. Which and, is, I think she, and I think she kind of looked at her. She hated the life that had been handed to her. Yeah. Because she was like, this is boring. This is terrible. This is Even in the stagecoach that they're in, she said, this is what I, you know, this is what I went through hell for. This is what I went through the transformation for. All that bullying by Tessaia. You know, this 
is what like I went through all that for, for? Like thirty years. Just yeah, for nothing. thirty years I've been trying to become the greatest sorceress of all time, and here I am, babysitting a princess who can't bear a son. Yeah, and I think she finally she's like, I'm leaving him. And they did something here that I never thought I'd see, bro. <clears throat> I like flashing back to Walking Dead. We know that we have talked about in the past when we've mentioned this scene in Walking Dead where in the comics the governor shoots Lori in the back mm-hmm. and kills the baby with Lori. The bullet Judith. goes through Lori and kills Judith too. Mm-hmm. We thought Judith will survive up to a certain age because you can't kill a child like mm-hmm. that on network television. Not a baby. Not a baby. And it immediately reminded me that this is not network television. Yeah. I was like, they killed this baby with a dagger. Man, This uh, baby, not a toddler, this newborn baby. I had a hard time with that, you know, to be honest. And, you know, there's that, people joke about the people who say, oh, until you're a parent, until you're a parent, you know, People who are parents who are listening know that's absolutely true. Yeah. Like, you understand, okay, I know you're a parent and you feel differently about things, but things really do affect you in a very different way when yeah. you're a parent. Like, seeing things like that, bro, I was sick to my stomach during that. I, I, the baby crying so much, like, that poor little baby was was so, uh, was so going through so much, uh, made my daddy heart hurt. And then in the end, to see... And it also know, kind of felt like Dobby, thing, like that through the portal dagger feel of Dobby's death. And like dad started whenever he'd come in, he's, he's in town this week, uh, working some here and he started catching on to some of the episodes I've been watching and I'll kind of look in my peripheral and he's standing in the, in the room watching it with me outside of my vision. And when that part came on, he goes, Oh my God, what are you watching? Yeah. And I said, ah, it's called The Witcher. It's based off a novel series and video games. And he was like, I thought this was like Lord of the Rings or something. I said, no, far from it. <laughs> and they yeah. can do more than a network can. I was like, he was like, they killed that baby. Yeah, I was, I was sick at my stomach for real with that. And um, I kept waiting for Yennefer to do some sort of magic to bring the baby back. I was just so sure that that couldn't be what was going to happen. And then, you know, she buries it right there on that beach. And I was like, man, they really Now, if this were, this were a different world, if this were, uh, I'm going to say, if this were Supernatural, uh, do you know what the story with that baby would be? Season 37 of Supernatural. And later, later in a season... A character would pop up and be like, you buried me on that beach thinking I was dead. You know, I wasn't. Somebody found me and raised me to be a hunter. Well, we can only hope. Yeah. I, no, I don't think that that baby's coming oh, back in a future right. season, man. Um, so sad. So, you also get to see in this episode that Geralt and Mus- Malsek have known each other mm-hmm. for a while. Um, Geralt's pretty well Old known. friends. Even, even to hear Geralt say old friend to somebody... Is wild because Geralt doesn't have friendships that he takes lightly. Very, very few. Very few. I would say Um, he even goes, "I I never thought I'd be back here, old friend." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, even Yaskier, like he gets on his nerves. And I saw a meme the other day. It was like it showed Shrek and Donkey 
and then below <laughs> it a picture of of Geralt and and Yaskier. It's like yeah. you know what? A little bit, a little bit of similarity. It. But there. at the same time, he really does love Yaskier. I think he would do anything for him, and he does go out of his way and goes through a lot of trouble to protect him and and all that stuff. So I think that Yaskier especially is, in this episode, yeah, uh, he's a very dear friend, yeah. even though sometimes he can be a bit much. Yeah, and we we see in this flashback where they're at the. Uh, Pavetta's wedding acceptance of the queen yeah. where the queen gets to say who has the best proposal we find a moment there that I did not catch this the first time one person that she really talks down to the guy from Nilfgaard the guy from Nilfgaard the yeah. young prince of Nilfgaard I have a note here is, and I was is, like is, is that, that why he's pissed exactly. is that <laughs> like, why they like Come did he just did he show back up did he show back up to his house and go hmm I'm gonna work at this she was pretty harsh she's mean like she we is. see a different side of the queen in this episode than we had she's stubborn and she's hard headed and I don't know how much I like her to be honest with you well I did like some of her comments like um, I'm a woman in charge you know if this were which is a cool take. Which by is the a way. really cool. Like I did love her comments about, oh, since it's a law of man, do I have to follow it? Yeah. Since I am not a man. Right. I did love that, but I was kind of like, okay, she, it's driving her arrogance. I can't think of any other time where the queen has been the real power in mm-hmm. any any type of you know situation. It's like really this. cool. She's the one out there doing the fighting right there. In the She's not sitting in a chair sipping wine yeah. like uh, Cersei. Cersei did. She is sword to sword killing people yeah. and like the best fighter of the kingdom. Yeah. And it's really cool. It's mm-hmm. a good take. Um, however, I did not like her mentality during that whole and what, scene. What bothers me as well is the fact that, you know, she was resisting the thing with uh, uh, her daughter and uh, Dooney. You yeah. know, no, you know, even though she, everybody has apparently heard of this surprise what's it called law of surprise law thing of surprise. like destiny demands this or whatever yeah. and Mousehack is saying you're going to unleash wrath the wrath of destiny upon us if you don't yeah. go along with this almost as if destiny is uh the same entity of you know the force sure you know in some star wars lore some people think the force as a a judge and jury mm-hmm. almost and its decision on it sometimes weighs towards the bad, it sometimes weighs on the good based off the balance. But she sees like the, you know, all these crazy things happen and she finally agrees to allow them to marry and everything. And then all these years later when Destiny's, you know, come calling again to, for Geralt to take uh, Syria yeah, yeah, him, yeah, yeah. she's still saying no. Like, do yeah. you not realize? Like, you've seen like this you first hand. What's wrong before with Before... Pavetta's daughter was born, you saw Destiny take hold. And now you're doing it again. But I also, um, Hedgehog Man was, was wild. Uh, Dooney. Another uh, example of people not aging, by the way. Yes. He rescued, uh, uh, uh the Queen's husband at some first point. First husband. The first the husband. The Queen's first husband. Uh, I keep forgetting the, the princess's name. Pavetta. Pavetta's, Pavetta's father he rescued him or something and asked for the law of surprise and then the king goes home and realizes he's having a baby which is Pavetta. so yeah what the heck again no aging i don't understand i just think that it's the world they live in 
maybe. I guess. I'm I'm guessing I guess. that it's just crazy to me. You know, we had a text today in our group with the ranting one himself. He heard our first part of this episode and he, you know, said, Oh, you have an issue with this and this and this but then he brought up a twenty nineteen argument that we had. And I know it's just a few days after the new year, but I'm still using that. <laughs> That's such a 2019 argument. Like, he said, because he still aired his grievances about the Hulk in Endgame. Ridiculous. And I was like, okay, number one, that's so 2019. And number two, this is a different world. And like, the Hulk was fine. Hulk, I think the Hulk was fine. I don't have any issues. The Hulk failed in his first fight. Logan just likes to that's what it. That's what it comes down to is the Hulk failed his first fight. Why give him a second one? So, um, I, but again, I digress. So, I, I did like this episode. I did like, um, things did start taking a wild turn for me. I think it was four where I really started to realize, oh, they're f- bouncing back and yeah. forth. As soon as I saw Mouse Sack, that's when I knew yeah. there's a wonky timeline yes. thing happening. And then, of course, the Queen walks in, who we know jumped out the window in episode one. Very Game of Thrones so, suicide. Uh, that's when I, it was very clear to me that things have not been uh, as they seem, yes. as we thought them to be. Yes, yes. Shall we move on to episode five? Yes, you go ahead and take this. This is Bottled Appetites, and the source story is The Last Wish. Seems like a lot of these stories are from The Last Wish. Uh, several years after Pavetta's betrothal, Geralt and Yaskir discover a djinn and accidentally release it. Initially, it seems that Yaskir is the djinn's master, but then he falls seriously ill. Geralt seeks help from the nearest healer, the elf Sheraden. But as they need a mage to heal Yaskir, Sheraden reluctantly refers them to Yennefer. Although Yennefer cures Yaskir, her plan is to use him to capture the djinn to grant her wish of regaining her fertility, which was taken away, of course, when she uh, became beautiful. Yes. As Yaskir uses his last wish, nothing happens, and it's revealed that it is Geralt, not Yaskir, who actually has the wishes. Geralt realizes the djinn will kill Yennefer, so he uses his third and final wish to save her, but the wish itself is not yet revealed. The djinn leaves. Now free and safe, Geralt and Yennefer act on their attraction and uh, have relations with one another, we'll say. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> quite quite graphically. Um, what a thing. Yennefer asks what his third wish was, but Geralt does not answer as he has finally fallen asleep, which the whole reason he was looking for the djinn was because he can't sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yaskir suggests that maybe it's the whole destiny and Siri and all that thing that that's that's causing him not to sleep, and he said, no, it's not that, it's not that. Uh, but now he can finally sleep. Uh, Kahir hires a, a Doppler to assume the identity of Mouse Sack by copying his form and memories, then kills him. Later, Ithne... The queen in the forest by... Uh, yeah, yeah, the el- they're, they're elves. Are they? Yeah, they're elves. They're a type of Eldar elves. Okay. Um, like I t- like we, we talked about, there was a short elves. These are a different type of elf. I missed all that stuff somehow. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, Ithne, or however I'm saying her name here, allows Siri to stay in uh, Brokilon, but Mouse Sack, in quotations, because he's not the real Mouse Sack, yes. arrives requesting Siri and Dara leave with him. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And that's what also gets me about this show is um, in our breakdowns, like going back through 
and looking at our breakdown uh, for the first part of this on Wednesday before we started this one, a lot happens in these episodes where you could almost do. I mean, in all honesty, we could we could almost do a Witcher Wednesday where we break. Like, there's a lot that goes into every episode. No, <laughs> <laughs> but. We want to get through this because there's so much more coming this year and, you know, stuff like that. So, this was in my notes I I had, uh, does the bard not age either? Thank you. Yes. Um, Well, when he finds Geralt fishing for the the gin, he's like, oh, what's it been? Months? Years? Yeah. Uh, It's been like a decade since they've last seen each other. I guess. Is what he's like. He's like, what's it been? Months? Years? Like, I haven't seen you in a decade. And... You're not going to tell me how you like my songs. And he's just ignoring him fishing for this bottle. Did you know that uh, Disney is the only place that people have seen a good genie? That Uh, most mythos follow this line of like, Jen are actually terrible, terrible things to be a part of. I don't know a lot Um, about them, to be honest. Well, like, it's funny that they call it Jen and this with a D, because... In that show that I love, and you give me heck about the show that has fifty fifteen five seasons. They say Jin as well, but with a J <coughs> instead of a D in front of it. Yeah, it's silent. It's very similar. Yeah, very similar reaction. But those Jin grant you your wishes as they're sucking your soul out. So what's like in Supernatural? What's like a lifetime to you is like five minutes in the real world. So they're giving you this dream world, this what you wanted your life to be as they're draining you of your blood. Rather than it's a reward for setting it free, it's, okay. It's, oh, we feed on human blood, but while they're unconscious, we'll give them this dream world they've been dying to have. No pun intended. Um, I liked the aspect of not seeing the gym. Like, it's just this force. You see the shadow of it. I don't know that I did like that. Really? Yeah. It was strange to me. You just see, like, the shadow, kind of? I was a little confused, like, in the end, in the, in the climax of the of the episode, when uh, she, yeah, <laughs> little innuendo there. Uh, b- before that climax, uh, the, the other climax, <laughs> I can't believe I went there. Um, when she's <laughs> like, no, I want everything, I want everything, you can tell, like, you know, right when Geralt thinks that he's killer and like it's crazy, you know, and there's nothing there. You just can tell something crazy is happening, but you don't see anything. Yeah. I don't think I liked that very much. Really, I like the mystery of it. Like maybe it's so powerful you can't, you don't have to see it. Because I mean, what are wishes? Wishes are this invisible want. Why did what happened to? Uh... To old uh, Yaskir here. Why is why is he hurt by the djinn? Because he's asking it for things and he's not the master? Yes. Yes. Okay. The djinn's like, shut up. Yeah. You know, like, he's just like, I want this, I want this. And he starts choking him out. Well, you basically. know, if, if it wasn't for Yaskir, um, Geralt and Yennefer would never have met. That's true. So. And I did love this dream sequence of... Uh, when they come to this oh, mayor's office. I bet you I did. loved this, this essence of, like... She just shows up, and the mayor and the people think that they can treat her like a slave. Oh, I thought you were talking about when they arrive, and oh no, 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 no. there's all the, the people. yes, yes, the 
naked people. The no, I love clothed. how she's literally just sitting there like, it starts out with they sit her in a room and she's just kind of like, I'd kind of like some apple juice. Oh. That's another yeah. thing that kind of kills me is there are some modern, modern things. Whether it be don't terminology. Think they made juice out of apples in medieval times? I'm sure they did, but I just didn't think of hearing the term apple juice. I think of 1998. Liquid of the apple. Yes, liquid of the apple. Apple um, water. Apple water. <laughs> juice to palm. Um, <laughs> I love how she just started like that, and it's like, oh, sure, we'll get you some apple juice. Uh my favorite, favorite part of this episode is uh, when Yasker wakes up and he's recovered and Yennefer's there and he has no idea what's going on and he realizes right away she's she's bad news and he's kind of scared. No, of no, 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 like, no, 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 no. I, I have to go. I, I have to go. I, I, left, I left my cat on the stove. <laughs> yeah. He's funny. He's growing on me. At this point, I wrote down, at this point, he's growing on me. Uh, bro, the bard hilarious. is starting to grow on me is he's, what my note says. He's so much fun. Um, and he's partially why Geralt's so famous in this in this world. Yeah, like you go back if you go back and watch it a second or third time, you realize that one of their encounters he's singing, and he goes, "That's not how it happened." Um, yeah, you then what, you what then really learn probably doesn't make as good of a song. You then learn what? Why is he saying that? Um, oh, he's saying that because they went through that together five or ten years before and he's just now writing the song about it and Geralt's like whoa 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 that didn't happen oh there was another reference to that when they were at the the betrothal uh yeah banquet or whatever yeah when he was uh, singing his the, song the, no the guys were arguing about that yeah. they had killed some monster and the queen's like oh we have a renowned guest Which are here. and you why don't you tell us and he starts to say something They're like oh but what about the song and uh, Yasker's like, yeah, yeah, Geralt, the song. Come on, man. We Kinda gotta like, save face here. Hey, uh, I said uh, something else. <laughs> Back me up tunes. here, bro. And uh, I also loved the metaphor of that's almost like to sell the image, you'd be shocked at what even in real world 2020, to sell the image of what people will say right? in their songs, if you will. Um and, and and I also like the Doppler. I liked that uh, that take on the chameleon, you know, taking the identity of. I like that it's taking from the term doppelganger. Yeah. That we have known to love from, like, How I Met Your Mother. Uh, you oh, know? Yeah. So, and again, I said in the first part, not the radar, not Doppler radar. <laughs> this is an actual creature. Um, that can take the likeness of people. Yeah, he was cool. I did. I did like that. Uh, um, I, I liked the pretty boy aspect at first when we meet him because he's taken this one flesh suit, basically. It's like an an attractive model looking, mm-hmm. and he looks at Kahir and he's just like, "I'd rather like this suit." Mm-hmm. We and he always says "we." Oh, and us, yeah, he, us. Yeah. He's not a I or a me. He talks about we. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, and it's not just me as the Doppler, but I am these people as well. We. Us. It's very weird. So. It's very weird. It's kind of like meeting someone who talks to, about themselves in third person. <laughs> Tyler is very uh, very happy to be doing this show with Josh. Tyler just thinks that, um, I mean, imagine if I spoke in third person. Josh thinks we should go on to episode six. <laughs> 
it was a good episode. It yeah. was. Uh, is it what? What has been your okay? We've now talked one through five. What's your favorite so far? So far, one through five. Uh, I really liked the first one. Uh, I really liked the uh, the one with the the banquet, which was the one before we just read. So that was episode four. four. Yeah. yeah. So I liked one and four the most. Okay. So moving on, chapter 6, Rare Species. Its source story is based on the Bounds of Reason from the book Sword of Destiny. Geralt, Yaskir, and Yennefer are invited to join a dragon hunt by adventurer Borch and his two bodyguards, Taya and Vea. Yennefer's knights joins the party along with a band of dwarves and reavers, professional monster hunters. After camping overnight... The party finds the knight dead, and the reavers have departed. The dwarves take their party to a mountain shortcut, but the bridge gives way. Borch's group sacrifices themselves, rather than endanger the entire party. Geralt and Yennefer reconcile before reaching... Reconcile, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> before uh, reaching the dragon's den. Indeed they did. But find it dead with Taya and Vea alive guarding the dragon's egg. Borch reveals himself as Villa... Villain Tretenmurth. Yes, Villain Tretenmurth, a golden dragon who the Witcher said was a myth. Yeah, he talked about all the different... There's green dragons, there's red, red dragons, dragons, and there's black dragons. Black dragons, black dragons are the rarest, and uh, Mr. Borch says, No, says what about gold dragons? They're the rarest. And apparently he, uh, he says, No, they don't exist. Uh, unless it's been a special mutation, which Geralt knows a lot about mutations. Mutations, yes. Um, so, uh, Borsch reveals himself as this dragon, as I was saying. The five of them then defend the egg from the Reavers. Borsch later pays off the dwarves with dragon teeth, and Geralt reveals to Yennefer his third wish was to bound their fates together. Dara growls... Grow, oh, sorry. No, now we're back into... Yeah, sorry. I don't think elves growl too much. They don't growl. Um, now we are back with uh, Dara Siri. and uh, Siri and Mousak. Dara gro- grows suspicious over, quote-unquote, Mousak. Yeah. So Siri questions him, and the Doppler reveals himself. In the scuffle, Dara is knocked out as Siri escapes, but is captured by Kahir. Siri, quote-unquote, then reveals itself as the Doppler and fights Kahir before escaping. So, yeah, I'm go, just, gonna move, go yeah. ahead and say that like this Doppler is still alive and out there, and we didn't see him after this episode. Yeah, and this whole ending, this part right that yes. you just read, makes no sense to me. But we'll talk about that. So more. Dara then frees the real Siri, but leaves her alone. Kahir and Frangilla plan their next move. So a lot of back and forth, not just back and forth in like timelines, but um, the let, let's let's go to the part that confuses you first. Let's talk about the Doppler. Yeah, what the heck? Okay, so they... Dara and Siri are fighting the, the Doppel guy because he gets irritated and he finally just tells him who he is. Yes. He's not really my He likes guy. it better that way. <clears throat> they fight him. They put the, the silver... Well, I guess it was a silver dagger yeah. on him. and uh, So silver harmed monsters. And they have the little scuffle and he knocks Dara down, Dara, and Siri runs away. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing we know, Siri's sitting in a chair because she was captured by Kahir, Kahir and then turns back into the Doppler. So Doppler the, guy. In my what? In my uh, notes, uh, 
I have. So, did the Doppler all of a sudden become a good guy? Uh, well, he he got up and said something about like you didn't tell me you didn't who, tell us what who she, she was. was and what she and I bet I bet it's almost like a I'm not killing her. She's one of us. She's special. She's kind of like uh, I don't want to call her a monster, but there's obviously there's some magic behind her. Sure. So I wonder if it's like a you're not. I mean, maybe. I'm not turning over. I didn't even think about that. I, you know, I like, just don't. She's understand. one of us. She's special. I don't understand how the Siri that was in the chair that Kahir captured was the Doppler. What? How did that happen? He, and then Siri, the real Siri was tied up to a tree. So how, he, we didn't see how after she After we see there. this, uh, they fight him and he knocks off Dara. Siri runs. Mm-hmm. So then we are given this understanding. You know, we come from theater. Not everything can be laid out in theater. We have to let the audience suspend the disbelief, correct? So we are to ascertain that are you not proud of that word? Yeah. We are to ascertain that um, there's a scene maybe on the cutting room floor where the Doppler chases Siri and ties her to a tree. If that's true. But to get answers. Why leave that out? I don't know. That See, that bugs me a lot. That's a lot different than, obviously, you don't need to see every little aspect. Like, people... Uh, complained in Game of Thrones about how we don't see them traveling and stuff. Quick traveling. We don't need to see them travel. Well, we saw them traveling. We're not doing this. Okay, fine. We didn't see them travel. We saw them travel for five seasons. We don't have to see every step that they take and every single place that they go. But if somebody's captured and tied up to a tree and the last time we saw them they were running away. Maybe it was meant to be just a fake out for the audience. That's why they didn't put the, audience, the scene in there. Okay, was but who for, tied her to the tree? The Doppler. Caught up with her, tied her to a tree, turned into her to get some answers from Kahir. Okay, now that makes sense. Yes. Okay. Well, I did not. That's get what that actually from happened. Okay. Because when he turned into her, he immediately realized because he gets her memories as well. So he he gets the memories of what she did to the glasses, what she did to. This person, what she did to that. The screaming to Kahir to knock him down in the first episode. He gets the memories of all that. So he's then probably like, oh my god. She's special. I see. I can't give him over to... I can't give her over to him. She's one of us. She's a, you know, freak. Okay. Um, as Geralt puts it at one point. A freak. Okay. Um, so that's what I... Uh, that's what happened. That's well. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, yeah, I, now, I a scene of that would have been cooler. Yeah, would have been cool to see that, like, her him turning into her. I agree. Or maybe her like outsmarting him and be like, "Change into me, change into me, and I'll and you'll see why he cannot get me. Change into me." So let's It'd be go, cool. Let's so go back to the deal with the dragons. Okay, so the dragons. I really liked the uh, mythos that they put on dragons here. Um. It's different yet similar to all the other mythos we have had. Yeah, you different can't have fantasy things. without dragons. True, <clears throat> very true. Um, uh, I don't really like the fact that there's no explanation that dragons can somehow turn into people. I think that's what's the gold dragon is more magical. So, or is it the fact that he, this is uh, he was a person to begin with? 
and then he was mutated into a golden dragon. Is that what happened? But if you remember the future episode, we get to meet him again. Did we? When Geralt's a child. I totally missed that. Yes. Twice. Yes, now twice. That's what? why you watch it three times. No way. <laughs> yeah. Really? What I've happened? I've got it in my notes. Okay, Don't worry. Then we'll get to I've that. I've got it in my notes. Uh, but I did like that character, that that guy. He was, the old Boris guy that, was cool. Boris and, was cool. Uh, his his guardians, Tay and Vea, they were mm-hmm. cool too. I loved how Yaskir's hitting on him the entire time and cannot pick up on the fact that they are just not into him. They're not having it. it they, like, they legitimately, even in front of him, say that Boris is the most beautiful man of all. And he still hits on him. Well, he has, uh, he, he's got a pretty high success rate. With he the does. Ladies, at, which we didn't talk about it, but back in the the betrothal uh, banquet, yes, when uh, that guy was confronting Yaskir because he thought that he had, you know, taken his lady, yeah, and uh, Garrett was like, "Oh no, no!" Basically, told him he was a eunuch, kind of like Jack Sparrow, and, does. Uh, and he was like, "Oh, you're ruining my my courtly reputation here." Yeah, so he's a little bit of a lady, and man. and he was just kind of like, "You brought me to protect you. I'm protecting you." True. He's like, "Yeah," by saying, "I don't." Have something. That dude even gave him some money for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here, I, I like the um, I like the dwarves. In oh, because that dwarf got on my nerves. Really? Because he would start talking, and then he would randomly scream like this. Every single time that he spoke, he did that. I think he's just passionate. He got on my nerves. I didn't like them. So he gets on your nerves, but Yaskir doesn't. No. Yaskir's funny. You know what? Uh, I never like the tough guy characters. Let's just be real. That's true. I never like the, the tough guys. That's true. Yeah. Huh. So, maybe that's why. Probably. But. I did love the, the joke about the knight. Like, we meet this knight who's with Yennefer, who is apparently, she has... Bound herself to him to help him kill this dragon, and she will be the lady to his lord whenever the person who's offered up the bounty gives him everything. For and kingdom and glory. is from kingdom, and he, you know who he reminded me of? Lancelot. He did remind me a little bit oh, of Lancelot as well. Which I hate. He's my least favorite Arthurian knight. Um, there might be reasons behind that, but we'll, uh, we'll move on. Um, I loved how they uh, they had the the fireside meeting of all of them, and he had to poop, and he had to go to the bathroom. And <laughs> I have on my notes said, even in a fantastic, gory fantasy, there is always room for fart jokes. You gotta have poop jokes. Absolutely, there is always room for it. Um, and I'm sure if I'm sure we will hear about this show when we're, we're listening to <coughs> Fat Man Beyond. And yeah. I'm sure that Kevin Smith will say the same thing. There's always room for fart jokes. Oh, he probably will. Because that's his what career. What was it that he ate that caused him to... The creature to he killed. Oh, okay. They even said, I wouldn't do that. That's a bad idea. And this poor creature was just hungry and the witcher wanted to... Because that's what witchers are also raised to know when to kill mm-hmm. and when the creature is in the right. Yeah. That's what they're raised on. Just like how he didn't want to kill the dragon. Yeah. He was like, I'm raised to also know when's the time to kill yeah. and when's the time to save. This creature was just hungry. If we fed it, it went away. Which was why uh, the dragon, Mr. Uh, Borch, liked uh, him. See, he sought him out. 
to go on he this journey. He did seek him out, and we will get egg. to that later. You've forgotten. It kills me that you've forgotten, and that's in the season finale. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> we were just watching it before. We didn't get to that part though. That's probably why I missed yeah. it again. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that's that's about it for this yeah. episode. Yeah, I did like the dragons. I, I knew it was a matter of time. That brings us to episode seven, Before a Fall, and the source story is from something more from Sword of Destiny. With Nilfgaard poised to invade Sintra, Geralt decides to invoke his Law of Surprise. Calanthe offers up an imposter for Ciri, but Geralt is not fooled and is imprisoned by King Tersic, another complicated name. After visiting Istrid, Yennefer returns to Aretuza with the sorcerer Vilgefortz. <laughs> when he announce, announces his intention to rally mages to oppose Nilfgaard, she declines. The Brotherhood votes to remain neutral, but Tissaia, Vil, Vilgefortz, and other mages resolve to fight. Tissaia convinces Yennefer to join. Nilfgaard invades, sacking the city and breaching the castle. Calanthe wants to send Ciri away with Geralt, but he has escaped his cell and is nowhere to be found. Ciri fends for herself after escaping Sintra. Later, she is discovered by her old friends who suddenly turn on her and her powers activate. Um, so, so this episode is where the first episode uh, was. Yeah, like legitimately I have in my notes quite a few times a, a basically a version of saying wait for instance once wait Geralt was there in Sintra at episode one right wait like wait um <laughs> so and again we get the the meeting of the mages and we get to see the fantastic Stregobor Stregobor who yeah I kind of got this feeling that he just, he's got this mentality, you know, he's telling them to not fight. Oh, yeah, he says, yeah, uh, Sintra has always wanted to fend for themselves. They didn't want any so help let from the mages, so why don't we just let And them? even though the other mages are saying it won't stop there, it will continue to us. Yeah. It's not just, uh, you know, like if I were to equate it to, Today, it'd be like saying, like, they just want North Korea, not South Korea. Mm-hmm. And were saying, that's fine, we'll be fine, they just want this, they don't want this. And another version, another group of mages, another, what looks like half the room, but winds up being, getting outvoted, mm-hmm. um, saying they don't, they're not going to stop there. They'll take the whole thing. Yeah. And we could stop them. Yeah. It almost seems like Stregobor's strategically... Saying no, he's Almost not like, a nice guy. We've already talked about not. that on the last episode. But uh, and is, is he Stregobor? Is Stregobor his real name, or was he taking Stregobor? Who? What, what was the name of the guy? Is he taking someone else's name in the first episode? Oh, Stregobor is his name. Is his uh, name? He's taking the he name. Took of the name else. of somebody else okay. when he was in. That I was town wondering, like, because I, I couldn't. Blaviken, yes, in Blaviken, I could not remember it. Stregobor is his real name, and he's taking someone else's Stregobor name. Stregobor is his name. Yeah. I don't like him. Yeah. And this uh, other... Fun fact, the actor that plays Stregobor was the voice of Grand Admiral Thrawn on Star Wars Rebels. Re- so he's what? a good villain. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Typecasted. Yeah. So, this school... Um, Aretuza. Aretuza. Um, 
we get to see more into its politics and its other students. And it's kind of funny that they start talking about like, oh, I hated botany too. And I start thinking herbology. She hated mm-hmm. herbology. That was when... I was uh, like, is this just like a jacked up Hogwarts? When Unifer shows up and those girls are... I don't know, they're experimenting with the plants or yeah. something. And she says, yeah, they tell you that you're not supposed to mix the herbs, but they want you to come to them for the answers. And then she shows them a bunch of things that she's learned on her own. Yeah. And basically, like, makes LSD for them or basically, something. Yeah. They trip out. And uh, she kind of has a bad influence on these girls yeah. a little bit there. Yeah. And she takes them down there to the... The eels, the where the eels pool. are. She and says, she even has, like, almost a conversation with one of the... Her form, Yannicka. Oh, yeah. She said, "Are you are, something like? Are Is you still you? there? Can are you, you still there? Something." One of those girls smarts off to her, and she's like, "Oh, we shouldn't be down here. We shouldn't do this." Yeah. And she says, "You'll have a home here forever." Yeah. Kind of like, "Well, you're not good enough. You will be in this pond in a minute. Mm-hmm. Not too long. Give it time." Um. It it. This I think though was a moment where the timeline back and forth didn't get to me because it was very explanatory it wasn't as vague as the former episodes and probably because we're getting near the end of it right you know they were just kind of like okay now we need to really make the watcher realize this is a timeline jumping show there was this uh really really cool little moment uh the first time we meet siri when she's playing that game on the street with those other kids there's a moment when she looks up to the side and you see like there's a, an empty doorway there. She yes. feels something. And then we see that moment again here. Yes. So I did notice In the those, first episode you're like, what's she looking at? There's right. somebody there. In this episode you realize it was Geralt he there. He was there. Watching her. So for and and like things like that, that makes the time the weird timeline yes. thing pay off. And I enjoy those things. Mm-hmm. But I think that over the the course of the entire season, it was very uh, messy for, yeah. for me, just for me. Yeah, but this is my opinion. Um, so we get to see Calanth uh, again, Calantha, Calanthi, mm-hmm. Calanthi, however you pronounce her. Again, um, being stubborn. Again, being very stubborn, faking him out with a fake one, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's how he. Well, see, okay, so that's how he found out that she was lying to him. Because he was watching the kids play the game, where Siri was, and mm-hmm. that girl had asked Calanth, the girl p- pretending to be Siri, she said, can I go say goodbye to my friends? She goes to the group where Siri is, and she bows to Siri and says, princess, and walks away. But so Geralt saw that. Did you notice, though, that mysteriously when he's like, he's just been lied to, and at first he didn't think it was a lie. He's walking down the hallway, and mysteriously the side door opens. That leads him down to that door to see this. Like the door opened by itself. Like it wasn't Geralt that opened it. It I just didn't see that. this mysterious like wall door opens that sends him on this back road trap door hallway that leads him to that door to see the lie. Do you think that was Mousesack going, you know, like I don't know because I never noticed that. Yeah. Go back. This is why I watch things three or four times because there's so much you can miss. Uh, You're trying really hard to get me to watch this show a third time. I work for Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I enjoyed this episode. Um, It really 
uh, showed us a different side of episode one, how we got to episode one. Yeah, I enjoy it, that aspect. It tied of it in. It tied it in well. This Vigglefortz. I liked him. He was cool. He would have been a good Jafar. I suppose so. Kind of reminded me of Jafar. Um, you know who, and this is another tangent, but do you know who would have made the best Jafar? No. I was unhappy with Jafar casting in this live action. Still haven't seen the live action. I think it's a lot on of Disney it, Plus now, by the way. It is on Disney Plus. Um, Eric Dane. I oh, met him. He was sitting beside Edge at the Comic Con we went to mm-hmm. in Knoxville. He was in Haven. Oh, and I know about. he yeah, was yeah, in yeah. Secondhand Lions yeah. at the end. Yeah, you remember the movie Secondhand Lions? Yeah, he came in at the end. He's like, my great grandfather used to tell me <clears throat> he would have been a great Jafar. I don't think that he is uh, uh, the right uh, ethnicity, though. Is he? He is. Is he really? Yeah, he's Arabian. Oh, he is. Well, good for him. He is. Um, okay, enough of that tangent. I've not gotten to say that yet, but that's one main thing I've always stood by. I don't. I think it subconsciously held me from watching the live action. Aladdin is. I wanted Eric Dane as Jafar. He would have been perfect. Eric Balfour, not Eric Dane. Eric Dane is a uh, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Eric Balfour is his name. Okay. Um, he would have been a perfect Jafar. Look him up. That. Look him up. You'll 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 also feel the same way. So we um, this Vigglefortz. He recruits her. He's in this area that Nifgard's taken over with I, her ex-boyfriend. I took it as he is recruiting her on behalf of Tissaia because Tissaia said that Yennefer was the best student that she ever had. Yes. and But Tissaia didn't know she was there. He used those words against her. Okay. Well, and, and also uh, Tris Marigold, she said that she had been looking yeah. for her for yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess everybody's looking for It was for cool her. to see Tris in it again. Mm-hmm. Tris showed back up from the episode with the... Uh, with Faltist and the sister. It makes sense that Tissaia is asking other people to, to look for her, though, because the last time we saw them together, it was not a good uh, encounter. Relationship, Not a good no. meeting. No. Uh, basically, Yennefer said, I don't need you. Go away. You know? Yeah. You can leave now. You so. can leave. Uh, there's the door. Yeah. Leave your leave your uh, resume with the person at the front, and we'll call you. <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed this episode. I think it, it definitely felt like... A finale setup. It did. It did very much so. It yeah, felt like okay. The next one I'm watching is definitely the end of this series, and it's definitely the end of this show. The finale was also great. It was fantastic. Shall we? Where we are now. Shall we move on? Let's do it. Chapter eight. Much more. The source story is based on something more from a very popular book to draw from for this first season. <laughs> Sword of Destiny. Indeed. <clears throat> Yennefer and the mages reinforce the strategic keep of Sodden Hill, aiming to prevent Nilfgaardian forces from invading the rest of the northern kingdoms. Having escaped from Sentra, Geralt, however, encounters a merchant burying the bodies of dead refugees. He defends the man from undead monsters, which we know as ghouls from the game, uh, but is wounded and loses consciousness. Siri is awakened by the woman she met earlier and discovers the dead bodies of her harassers from her uh, former kingdom, killed in gruesome ways. The woman takes her to her farm. The Nilfgaardians launch their attack 
with both sides utilizing magic and inflicting heavy casualties on each other. Tessaia attempts to talk down Frangela, but Frangela disables her. Vigilfortz fights Cahir, but loses and is thrown down a hill. Geralt awakes to find himself on a merchant's cart en route to the man's farm. When Vigilfortz wakes up, he kills a northern sorcerer, revealing himself as a turncoat. When Nilfgaardian soldiers begin to overrun the fort, Yennefer channels a massive stream of fire, then seemingly disappears. In his delirious state, Geralt dreams about his mother, Thysana. He later arrives at the same farm, and upon hearing the woman talk to the man about Ciri, heads into the forest. Seeing a vision of Geralt searching for Yennefer, Ciri wakes up and wanders into the forest where she finds Geralt. Asking him, who is Yennefer? And I will say, I think that's the perfect ending because from the start, we know that these two are destined to mm-hmm. unite uh, at some point. And in the last moment, we and they've never met before. They don't know each other, yeah. but they've both been looking for one another. Yeah. And they finally find each other and they have that embrace. That was yeah. a really great moment. And I love uh, that. Off air, but, you know, when, before we started recording, <clears throat> I said, it's kind of like in Stranger Things. After the end of that first season, like it's about time we found Will. That's true. You know, just kind of like this. Looking like, for good him. lord, there we spent is. the whole season looking for him. There they are. Yeah. Hey, we got to meet each other. Very satisfying. And guess what? You don't get to see the next piece of dialogue till 2021, when we release season two. Well, maybe by 2021, I will have uh, watched it again and and, and been like, like, okay, okay, I thing. get things. I get things now. So I think that this was, and you made this comment uh, when I showed up earlier. You were rewatching the finale, um, the opening scene plus the opening credits. The opening credits leading up to this has been a different animal or mm-hmm. signia, different symbol or whatever, a different symbol um, with a different entrance song. Mm-hmm. And in this one, in the finale, it has shown all signias that we have had leading up to this may morph into, like, the Witcher symbol, yeah. the White Wolf of Geralt. That was really cool. And, and it's almost like this metaphorical, beautiful visual of they're all tangled together. And everything has led to this. To this. Yeah. And it was really done well. Um, the video game-like fight with the ghouls, it's very like it's like that. When the ghouls, if you're around corpses... At a certain time of night, ghouls come out to yep. feed on those corpses. I remember that. That's right. And I just, I watched it through the first time. I was like, what are these creatures? They're like deadites from Evil Dead. Then I played the game a little bit. Then I watched through it a second time. And I was like, okay, they did this well. This is a very video game-esque. They just, if it's a certain time of night and you're walking through a area where there's a lot of dead bodies, whether it be, you know, a sickness or battle, that have caused these piles of dead bodies, ghouls then raise up and start to feed on these dead bodies. Right. And I was like, that was very well done. <laughs> kind of like the only good moment of Doom is when that went first person. For uh, I remember that. That was the only good point. And that, that's our, our one of our favorite uh, underrated sci-fi fans, friends, um, sci-fi comic book. Um, what's his name? He's in The Boys. Carl Urban. Carl Urban. That's... He That's also there. him. And the rock. He's the hero uh, that goes into first person and kills all the yeah. monsters. Um, so, um, there's also a very... Uh, I talked about this a little bit off air. 
with you is it got weird hearing them say the North so much in this episode because then my mind kind of goes to Game of Thrones. Hearing the North. The North never forgets. The North is rising. Winter's coming to the North first. It hits the North first. All Uh, worlds have a North. Yeah, I understand that, but it's just hearing the North. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's coming off of, what, eight years of Game of Thrones? Yeah, that's (laughs) true. So... but I also love the glimpse of his childhood. And this is what you missed. Okay. In a flashback of his childhood while he's out of his mind from the uh, goal bite, mm-hmm. uh, he's in the back there and he first sees a little bit of a flashback of his childhood of his mother cooking for him. Mm-hmm. And then the kid looks over in his fireplace and there's this little gold dragon in his fireplace moving around, walking around. And it's Borch. What? Why? He was just at his house. What? Because his mother kept him. His mother was a mage. Gerald's mother was a mage who kept Borch as a pet. That's how Borch knew to look out for him. Are you sure he wasn't just tripping and saw That's this? what we're given. I, all I can report on right now is what we're giving in the episode. Hmm. We are given this flashback to his childhood to where... The mother is serving this ridiculous amount of food considering they are not wealthy. Like a banquet's worth of I food. I noticed that too. And he looks over at the fireplace to, to their pet dragon. And mm. it's Borch. It's little gold dragon oh. Borch. And he says, it's magic. It's not real, Geralt. And... Okay, so that all that still makes me think he's just tripping and he wasn't okay. really there. And it know. might be. But all I can report is what's in the episode. Go back and watch this finale. And in that flashback, it's Borsh. Okay, okay. The gold dragon that that sought him out. Mm-hmm. And that kind of answers of why he would know to protect dragons. Why he would seek him out on purpose. Is well, because as a kid, the mother raised him to protect him. Even if he wasn't really there, Carol's pretty famous now. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody knows the song. That's true. <laughs> Toss a coin to your witcher. Um... We also uh, get this really cool battle at the keep. That was a great battle sequence. Very cool. I, I love... From uh, day to night. Just great battle sequence. I always have been a fan of, like, in any type of storytelling, when you have magicians and mages and mm-hmm. sorcerers, like, that can that can use just their hands and their magic as weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Uh, and Jedi using the force and all that stuff. This whole battle of mages, just like there was one really, really cool Korra. sequence. Cora, yeah. she just held her hand up and made a fist, yeah. and it just <laughs> killed. It's all like those crushed dudes. the hearts of the guards. I love that. It's really effortless. cool. That's yes. so cool. They had the thing where they the mushrooms uh, mm-hmm, grew up mm-hmm. and exploded and it poisoned was all them. That yeah. was cool. Very uh, Mario effect. The mushrooms yeah. started growing. I love killing. I love uh, this whole this whole battle. Even on the bad guy side, on the Niflgard side, uh, we had uh, when they made themselves into the bombs. They basically gave up their entire what's called they call it chaos. Right. Don't use all your chaos. Chaos is what powers you. Their chaos of a mage is like their life force, like their soul. I guess. And so these mages that are standing beside her are giving up their chaos to become these nuclear cannonballs. Basically, 
And that said a lot because she would just look at these other court mages for Nilf Nilfgaard and just look at look at them and they'd know my turn, my mm. turn to basically in the previous my life. episode when uh, Frangilla and, and all of them were at that meeting with the yes. rest of the mages. Yes. She said something about how they all were uh, w uh, willing to sacrifice themselves for their cause. Mm -hmm. So and she did. and at first she said. You know, we just want Sentra. We don't want... I'm, we're just taking Sentra. We're not taking the rest of the world. Y'all are crazy. We're not doing that. Enough to sway every, a, a popular vote, basically. Mm -hmm. And then in this episode, we kind of see, no, she's lost her mind just as much. Yeah. She might be the brainchild behind this. She's bad news. She is. And it's crazy that Yennefer was so nice to her. When they were in their school days, well, she—I didn't really remember any interactions with them. She One was. thing I remember about Frangilla from before was she hurt her hand. She was the first one to try to do the the spell about Alohomora, basically <laughs> float the rock, float, floating the rock, and uh, the teacher didn't even bother to tell him at this point. Hey, when you use magic, it affects you. Know, you have to give something up, mm -hmm. and it like messed up her hand and everything. Magic always comes with a price, dearie. She, she was the first to do that, and then I remember she was uh, she was set up with that king, uh, and Yennefer was going to go to Nilfgaard, and she became beautiful and stole him away from her. So they mm -hmm. have a little bit of beef there. Mm -hmm. So that's all I remember about her. Yeah, if you... Uh, um, there are a few early episodes where they show that schooling where uh, Jennifer and uh, Frangilla. Uh, Frangilla. Um, I always want to say Frangelia. Frangilla uh, have a couple of little moments together where she comforts her. Yeah. Um, even in that meeting, Frangilla said, I have Jennifer to think. I was supposed to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But she just couldn't have it. Things turned out Imagine pretty good for her. Imagine if had Yennefer, Yen they might not have rose into this. Oh, but they could have, and it could have been a lot worse, too. It could have been a lot you worse, because Yennefer during those days were, I just want power. That's and true. Ooh, maybe season two will This is an, uh, another one of those things. instances where, you know, destiny sort of worked out the way yeah. it was supposed to. Good old destiny. Um, there's a lot of mention of Vesemur in here. Oh, yeah. It's the first episode where we get to hear Vesemer. And I said earlier, you know, now playing the game and meeting Vesemer, this kind of... His teacher. His teacher, yeah. He, Geralt's, I don't want to say Yoda, but Geralt's Gandalf. Or Geralt's, you know, old He was Herschel. like his pseudo-dad. I mean, Yeah, he was his, yeah. And like I said earlier, now meeting Vesemer and hearing about Vesemer, if I might be amongst these social media fiends that say if it's not Mark Hamill, I'm not watching. I'm not. I'm. I'm going to watch season two, but it would be perfect. He'd be great. It'd be fantastic. Uh, I love also the little fight between uh, Vilgefortz Vil yes. and Kahir, and he kept doing the thing where he could magically make his sword reappear. Part of his, his chaos. That was really cool. Part of his I, chaos I was that. to conjure. So he turns out to be a bad guy, though, right? Yeah. They so why is he fighting say a turncoat? I think it was almost deal? as if this was because they're all linked. All these mages are linked almost on a. Um, have you watched? You've watched enough, I think, of Young Justice to know. Remember when Miss Martian links them in mission, missions to where they can just 
talk, but not have to talk. It's like a psychonetic link. Sure. So Yennefer has linked them all psychonetically. I, yeah. Maybe this is a show. Like, since Yennefer is linked psychonetically with him, if he were to just walk up to Kahir and go like, hey, you know, we're in cahoots together. So we're just going to talk. But maybe he had to put on a show because he knew they were linked. Uh, I don't know. I don't buy into that at all. That doesn't make sense to me. That was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty intense fight. It was. But <laughs> why would Kahir, who has killed up until now, just kick him down a hill? Yeah, I don't know. I'm Confucian about this. <laughs> so, um, we also get to uh, see a flat, uh, kind of a flash of Renfrey shows back up. Oh yeah, we mentioned that earlier about uh, how Renfrey were kind of led to believe in episode one she's going to be a really big deal. Then of course she died, and we see her again here, and that was it. Yeah, in, in his little um, vision when he was sick. So she happens to be one of the. Um, we are led to believe earlier that she is one of the princess, the cursed princesses. Right. So, do you think moving forward there's a chance that she's not actually dead? Could be. I think anything's possible in, in a fantasy world like this. Yeah. Because um, she she also kind of reminded me though of um, played played Talia in Dark Dark Knight Rises. She's also in. Uh, oh, she's French. I know who you're talking about. She's an in Inception. She's a Christopher Nolan person. Yeah, she's I, I know who you're talking about. I don't know. Her she kind of reminded me of her. Yeah, I can see um, that. But so, I also one thing that I latched onto was Geralt. Geralt's is not in much of this finale. True. That's true. I don't hate that. Because I think what makes a good show is you can tell these other stories of these other people and not oversaturate the main character. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of Yennefer in this. We got I'm okay a, with that. And I'm, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, she's not just pretty. She's she's a great character. You get to see the growth of her character over these eight chapters. And if it, that's another thing. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so you, another thing about that is, have you noticed these um, Netflix originals that are just eight chapters, eight episodes? You notice that's kind of a thing with them. Mm-mm, I hadn't thought about that. Go back to strange, Stranger Things is two and three are eight. Okay. Right. One is eight. Two is nine. Three is eight. Okay. That's and right. then Umbrella Academy is eight. Oh yeah. This is eight. It's kind of weird, you know, like, is that all they... they The magic number. The magic number. It's my favorite number, so I'm fine with it. So we get to see this this moment where he's being healed by this other sorceress who is his quote-unquote mother. Right. Is that real? I think so. You think it's real and she's doing it without the person who saved him's knowledge? Yeah, I suppose so. Okay. Yeah, I think it was real, and I think that she'll she'll be back. <clears throat> we'll, we'll have to definitely learn why, because it's been mentioned a couple times that it was like almost like she had no choice but to give him up yeah. to the to the Witchers or it's or like it's destiny. Yeah, so it and she wouldn't destiny. answer any of these questions. Yeah. but she clearly it's, cares. It's clearly a, a, an emotional thing. But she for wouldn't her. save him. If she didn't care. Yeah. So, but it's almost like this when she's like, you know, I had to do what I had to do. Yeah. 
because of destiny. Could be. Almost like there's this prophecy that he's the witcher of the prophecy. Because they keep talking about this prophecy. Did they? I didn't yeah. notice that. There's a few episodes where they talk about the prophecy. And apparently this prophecy has to do with um, Siri, Geralt, and Yennefer. All three entangled into this prophecy. Well, that makes sense. Um, so, and now moving, mo- now playing the game, I can say that now after watching the show, um, playing just a little bit of the third one, Yennefer is perfectly cast, first of all. Oh, yeah, she was great. She's fantastic. She's really um, young. She's like 23 or 24 years old. And this old. is not her first go-around. She is actually in an Emmy-nominated show. Was. Not anymore. She was in an Emmy-nominated show for... Uh, BBC, maybe? Um, can't remember, but I think it's a BBC show that was Emmy-nominated. Um, and it was just a, l- a few... A little bit before she got casted as Jennifer. Because she's the same age, almost. I think you're thinking of Wonderlust. Wonderlust! Not the BBC show. I'm talking about the movie, Wonderlust. Um, that's where I first... Because when I first started watching this, I was like, I've seen her before. I swear I've seen her before. Right. Um, but, you know, I liked this show. This show, I liked this episode. Um, I thought it was a good finale. It was a good finale? As a good tie-in. From what we've already seen, mm-hmm. but also kind of uh, set up for okay, what's next? Yeah, clearly there's lots more to tell since uh, our our heroes are all sort of, well, at least uh, Geralt and, and and Siri are finally uh, united mm-hmm. in the end there. So there's lots more to tell, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will look forward to season two. Truly, I will, even though I, I've. Uh, the Witcher has not been my favorite thing that we've watched in the past uh, year of doing the podcast. Uh, it was fun because I love fantasy, uh, great fight sequences, great special effects, great acting performances, uh, and overall the story was good. Just had sort of some frustration with the way timeline. it was laid out and the timeline yeah. and all that. But overall, yeah, I, I did enjoy it, and clearly the the rest of the world is too because it is like the number one. Uh, streaming show right now well yeah um i've enjoyed it and this is basically you know our final thoughts you know i loved it um i know i say i love a lot but i just love being entertained yeah basically it's not hard for me to say i love something um when it comes to nerd culture amen um I loved the dark fantasy of it i loved the grittiness of it i loved the casting Mm-hmm. I loved the new world aspect of it, like Star Wars is its own world, Lord of the Rings is its own world, Harry Potter is its own You're world. You're saying you love the universe of the Witcher. Yeah, it's yeah. the universe of the Witcher. Gotcha. And I love that we now have this, and this is a new universe to us. You know, this is a learning opportunity for us. Um... But I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was a good wrap-up. Also a good... Um, just, it felt like the end of a continuating story. Kind of like the end of the Battle of Helm's Deep. You knew that that story was over. 
but there was another one we were going into. Okay. Um, it kind of felt like the end of the Lord of the Rings too. And you know, Yennefer just vanished. And you're, it also kind of leaves you with that. Well, where the heck did she go? Right. Um, so I enjoyed it. Um, I, I do I want, want, I think I want to see Yennefer teaching Siri how to use her power and how mm-hmm. to control that. And well, season. I don't want to spoil too many things, but at the beginning of the Witcher three, Witcher game, three, they're all together Geralt's, as a family. Geralt's training her as a Witcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. it'd be kind of cool if we lead to that aspect. Um, we could see that too, yeah. I guess. But uh, it'll be intriguing. But sadly, we have to wait a whole year. Um. So that is the end of our breakdown of The Witcher season one, uh, the Netflix original show. Please send us your thoughts. Please send us if we have if we have missed anything for you uh, lore fanatics that probably know more about The Witcher than we do. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Um, it can't can't be hard to find somebody who knows more about it than we do because I feel like this is new to totally us. ignorant this about this. Def- thing. I'm definitely uh, new to this world. Uh, and that has mainly been due to uh, just time constraint. Uh, I have a lot of nerd glitch in my brain. And <laughs> I, I did not know if I could take on a whole other universe. Uh, so, what are we talking about next week? Well, I'll tell you. There he goes. There he goes. He can leap tall buildings in a single bound. He is faster than a locomotive. He is... He's bulletproof. He can do anything. He can do anything. He's Superman. He's overrated. Absolutely. He is blue and red. He's like the titular character of superhero. He is the the archetype superhero, I would say. Yes. Um, We are going to do a complete character breakdown of the Man of Steel. And what's interesting about this is that neither one of us are fans of Superman. We appreciate him for what he is and his contributions. What he's paved way for. Sure. Uh, to the superhero genre, of course. Sure. Uh, but we're not big fans, really. But we're going to give he's him a his... Boy Scout. We're going to give him his, his fair uh, time here. Sure. And he deserves it, I guess. Most of our character breakdowns have been our favorites. Yeah. And somewhat grittier characters so we thought it was fair it's time it's fair to to pay tribute to the light side of superherodom the we know that there are massive amounts of super man fans out there uh so it was only fair so why not yeah start 2020 with a little bit more optimistic thinking of let's give people their fair share and I'm trying to read some superman comic books and stuff so I can talk about it Uh, I haven't gotten very far yet but uh, I'm going to try to really pick up the pace yeah. and, and have a lot to talk about next time. So yeah, we're going to be breaking down the character and some of the best moments of the Man of Steel himself, the Kryptonian Superman. Uh, if you're a Superman fan, please send a, please email us. Yeah, tweet us your it. best, your favorite Superman moments or stories. Um, if you dislike Superman, kind of like us, let us know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know if you agree with us or disagree with us, um, this may cue a rant, so I hope you're ready, J.D. 
This may You're going to rant? No, this may cue up a rant from our dear friend who's a Superman oh, fanatic. Great. Who is a fan of the alien. How are you going to diss my boy like that? How are you going to diss my boy like that? Big Blue is the man of steel. Like, he, he, he he's the best. Come on, Please. man. Please. Come, come, come on, on. Come on, guy. Come on. We're ready for it. We have to be ready for it. I don't care. Okay. Well, that's what we're doing next week. We want to thank you again to all of our listeners, all of our supporters, all of our Patreon supporters. Um, We will have going soon, like we said on Wednesday, the newest Patreon-only material that will be coming soon. Uh, We want to thank everyone for a fantastic 2019 again and an early start to 2020. Thank you so much, Wilman, um, which is great. I hope that you watch it again. And notice the things that maybe I have shown you uh, that you don't know Talk or you to me missed. Again this time next year. I foresee that you were on your phone a lot during this. Were you? Were you? Were you on your phone a lot during this show? Uh, yeah, you were. You were. So I tried not to be. Getting close to season two, I hope that you will get off the phone and watch this again. Again, people, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Brother, I got no more else. Uh, I'm feeling rough. I'm, so I'm witchered out. So. Witchered out. Well, you we'll know what? toss a coin to us, and we will discuss more nerdledge on many different things. So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk more nerd stuff. Hey, man, get to feeling better. Uh, we got to talk about the Man of Steel next week, so you yes. at your best. Uh, I guess. It's going to be an overrated episode, just like him. <laughs> and we will catch you nerds later. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your hosts, Josh Davis and Tyler McDaniel. Brought to you by Freddy Cat Productions. Encore Theatrical Company, Advertising Expressions, 30 and Nerdy is a Next Wave podcast and a Badcast Company production. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. Find us in the Pod Nation on Podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Let us know. Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com. Cheers to you, nerds. <laughs>